Welcome to Buzzed with Brian. I am your host, Brian. We're going to talk about beer, the history, and drinking. Hey there, beer fans. Welcome back to this week's episode of Buzz with Brian. We have a double beer feature lineup today. That's right, we're bringing two beers back for this episode. And today it is sponsored by Pillows. Something to rest your head on after a long night's drinking. On today's episode, we are going to be drinking two blonde ales. Coming from two different Wisconsin breweries. And these are both beers I have not had before, so looking forward to sharing them and trying them with you today. The first is coming from Sahala Aleworks in Grafton, Wisconsin, so just a little north of the Milwaukee area. We are going to be enjoying their Fluid Station, which is a kind of adjunct fun base blonde beer that they use, and today the adjunct added on is a salted caramel cheesecake version of this beer. The second is Central Waters Brewery out of Amherst, Wisconsin, and we will be enjoying their Honey Blonde Ale. Now, on to the show. So today we have the Blonde Ale, and actually before we get into the episode today, I have to give a quick shout out to one of the adoring fans of this podcast, Tyler King. Thank you so much. I know you were the one that wanted a Blonde episode, and you actually had the beer submission for a Blonde Ale from Fulton Brewery in Minneapolis. I tried my hardest to find that beer, could not find it, so I've got two other beers lined up today. Still would love to maybe get that beer on in the future, but this episode is for you. As always, while we start off this segment, let's get into some characteristics of what makes a blonde ale. So this is a really approachable style of beer. A lot of people are going to find that they like this. It's easygoing, and it's actually often referred to as a summer ale or a golden ale. And this is, you know, it's due to the refreshing drinkability and distinctive golden hue that this beer gives off. Being a refreshing summer ale, the beer is also quite sessionable traditionally, you're going to find that the ABV sits somewhere between 4 and 5%, so you can definitely have more than one of these and really enjoy it. The bitterness is also on the lower end. It's usually between 15 to 25 IBUs. And I think it's also important to note when we're talking about a blonde ale also being called a golden ale, that it's definitely still different than the Belgian golden strong ale you might see out there. And we are for this episode going to be just talking about the Belgian blonde and the American Blonde Ale style, as opposed to the Golden Strong Ale, which is a completely different beer with a higher alcohol percentage and a couple other different flavoring characteristic notes. So with that, let's move on to some history. So the Blonde style, the modern day version, is brewed all over the world, and I think the most notable version is the Belgian-styled Blonde. And this is often thought of as a separate substyle in the blonde family, but it is definitely appreciated as being the first emergent of what a blonde ale could be. So when we think about Belgium, and Belgian brewing history goes back for centuries. Monks have been making beer in Belgian tapestries for forever, right? But the blonde ale is actually quite young compared to some of its higher alcohol sisters and brothers that these monks make. The inception of this style for the Belgian blonde brings us to the 1800s. So as we discussed back in episode 003 with the Helles Lager, at this time, the new golden lagers and pilsners coming from all over Central Europe were just dominating the market, and that's what people wanted. So Belgian brewers, much like their German counterparts that we talked about in that 
episode 003, they, they took notice to this competition and they needed to keep up with their sales. What these Belgian brewers decided to do was they wanted to stick to what they knew how to do well. And what they knew how to do well was using their bottom fermenting Belgian yeast strains. These strains often produce some funky flavors, some fruity flavors, and even some spice notes that make their beers so distinctive. What they decided to change was just the grain bill that they used for their beers. And they had to utilize some of these new golden Pilsner malts, and that changed the color to being a beautiful golden ale, but still keeping the traditional Belgian distinctive flavor notes that they could be proud of. And these breweries with their new Belgian blonde style did quite well, and they remained competitive on the market. When we look at the American counterpart, it's thought to be even younger. The blonde ale didn't start popping up until the 1970s and 80s as the American craft beer movement was really picking up. Breweries started to make this milder, lower ABV option to complement the creation of this new American pale ale. As the American blonde ale version has continued to pick up steam over time, we have seen a little bit of an evolution in this style. Both ale bottom fermenting yeast is used and top fermenting lager yeast has been used and both are acceptable variants to brewers in the states here. We also see a lot of adjuncts being included into this style. Adjuncts meaning physical things added to the beer, whether it's fruit or cake or pastry stuff, all that. And that actually brings us to our first beer. So let's let's get on to our first beer, which is an adjunct version of the Blonde Ale. Before we get into this first beer, as always, let's talk about the brewery it comes from. So we have Sahala Aleworks, which is in Grafton, Wisconsin, just north of the Milwaukee area. And their taproom opened up in the summer of 2019. The owner and main brewer is Matthew Hoffman. He has a history of working at some other local breweries to the Milwaukee area. He spent some time at Lakefront, St. Francis Brewery, and Three Sheeps before he decided to open up his own place. The name itself comes from a peak in Washington State called Sahala Peak. And the word means falcon or a high place. The establishment here that Matthew opened up is family owned and it is family oriented. It is a weekend joint. They are pouring beers on Thursday through Sunday only. They definitely allow food to be carried into the tap room. They host food trucks from time to time and they have a lot of other non-alcoholic options for your non-beer drinkers. It's a really nice bright space with a rig roll-up garage door and a patio to enjoy during the summertime. And along with that, they have a wide-ranging menu of, of beers available. They, they say they always want to keep at least one barrel-aged or one sour beer on tap. But, I mean, they have porters, stouts, IPAs, APAs, a Bach right now for the spring season. And, of course, they have a few blonde ales, much like the one we're about to try. So let's get on to the beer. First up, we have the Fluid Station Salted Caramel Cheesecake Edition from Sahala. The Fluid Station is one of their base Belgian blonde ales, and they've kind of gone through a series of adding different adjuncts. Some have been fruity flavored. This one obviously a little more on the dessert end with the caramel cheesecake. It is weighing at 6.8% today, so definitely up on the upper end for the ABV. We're not going to have too many of these in a row, and we're enjoying it out of a 16-ounce can today. That's right, a traditional 16-ounce pounder. The can itself is very simple, just has Sahala's logo on it. It has a couple different checkmark boxes of like what beer they put in it. 
Um, this one is a special offering, so it had to be written in specifically that it's a salted caramel cheesecake, and it lets you know the date that it was canned, so that's always nice to see how fresh your beer is. So let's get on to the pour. Okay, as we're pouring this beer out here, it's definitely pouring a kind of darker gold, light amber almost like color. There's a lot of uh, bubbles, very highly carbonated on the pour, but as, as it's settling out, it's, it's going away very quickly, so the head does not last. The clarity, slightly cloudy, and the aroma on this, so once we get a smell here, yeah, the aroma, I'm getting like, I mean, genuine baked cheesecake. It has got some little vanilla kind of notes in the background there, but overall, I think this beer is as advertised so far with it being a caramel cheesecake. Let's get on to a sip. Okay. Mm, all right, well, let's do one more real quick. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> this beer is what it says. It's uh, definitely dessert forward. I uh, get like a real sweet syrup like caramel. So not like a toffee caramel, but like a really syrupy caramel. Uh, there's definitely some undertones of graham cracker that kind of light up the tongue a little bit, and it's it's not it's not bad, but I don't know if this is my favorite beer. Let's get a couple more sips here just to finish off. Yeah, at the end you get a little bit of that saltiness. So I mean, it does say it's a salted caramel, and it's very sweet throughout. And I think the end gets a little bit of saltiness, and I I feel like I get a little bit of like the caramel changes into like what I call an alcohol sweetness, where it's a little more harsh, a little more acidic on the tongue. And I don't know if that's really sitting well with me. I, I balance-wise, I mean, it's all dessert. There's I, I don't get much I don't get much malt in this. I mean, unless you count the graham cracker, but I think that's coming from the adjunct. Um, I don't get really much hop on this. It's it's definitely very dessert <laughs> as far as what this beer goes. Drinkability, I don't think I'd want more than one of these. Uh, it's definitely an after dinner, you know, little treat, but it's a little much for me. I don't think I'd want to continue to have several of these in a row. So with that, let's get on to our next brewery. So next up, we have Central Waters Brewing Company out of Amherst, Wisconsin. For those of you who don't know, that's kind of right smack dab in the middle of the state. It's a small little town. And they have been a staple of the craft brew industry in Wisconsin for quite some time. And they are very innovative. They are very proud of their sustainability and green sources. But before we talk about that, let's get into the history. So I didn't know this. They were actually founded in Junction City, Wisconsin in 1996. There were two friends that bought an old brick building there. And they had some used dairy equipment that they purchased as well. They cleaned it all up and they kind of outfitted the dairy equipment to be able to brew beer. And two years go by and the current owners, Paul and Anello, buy it from these two friends in 1998. And they shortly thereafter then relocated their taproom to Amherst, where it is now. From the start, Paul and Anello have always taken great pride in sustainability and their impact on the local environment and the resources they use as they run their brewery and make their beer. All of the barley that they've used since they took it over in 1998 has continued to come from Bryce Malting Company in Chilton, Wisconsin, which is only an hour or so away from Amherst. And they've also been one of the founding breweries for the Midwest Hops and Barley Co-op. So this co-op helps support local farmers to produce hops and barley for these breweries to use. They also only use bottles from green manufacturing plants and all their packaging is from post-consumer recycled cardboard. In addition to the raw materials that they keep in mind, they also think about their energy use. They have four large solar panel arrays outside of their brewery. 
Every beer they produce is brewed via solar heated water, which is awesome because it takes a lot of energy to heat up a big giant vat of water for the brewing process. And overall, they claim that about 65% of their entire energy needs annually are utilized from this solar panel array they have on site. Not only do they do this for their own brewery, they also have been on the road a lot and done presentations and talks with other breweries about their sustainability and what they can do to improve those efforts. So really a big round of applause for Central Waters for all that they do and trying to think about the environment as they are creating these tasty beers for us to enjoy. Okay, our next beer here, we have the Honey Blonde Ale from Central Waters. It is weighing in at 4.6% alcohol, so a lot more sessionable. You can definitely have a couple of these in a row uh, compared to the Sahala offering, which was up near 7%, and the IBUs are coming in at 12, so this might be our lowest rated bitterness unit beer we've had on the show yet. 12, there should be hardly any bitterness in this, and I think that matches well with the style. I mean, it's, it's supposed to be a very approachable beer, very easygoing. Um, the can here we are enjoying out of a 12-ounce can, and on it we have the lovely Blue Heron logo overlooking the wetlands in the background. Very classic for Central Waters. They use that uh, for a lot of their logos and a lot of their marketing. It's it's really neat. And the can says it's made with real Wisconsin honey. So as we talked about before, Central Waters likes to use locally sourced products for their raw materials, and that definitely is included with this beer. So with that, let's get on to this pour. So as we pour out this beer, I am noticing a more pale gold color compared to the first beer we had, definitely on the lighter side, and it's definitely very clear. I mean, this beer is, you can look right through it, and the carbonation on it, we're getting a solid white foamy head, about an inch developing, and it's sticking with it, unlike the last one. So as this beer is pouring out, it looks really traditional to the style, like this is what I would expect a blonde ale to look like. And just on the uh, first sense here, let's get a little closer in with the nose. Yeah, I'm getting more of a barley, kind of like low, mellow, spiced grain notes on the nose. Uh, very, very pleasant. It's not in your face. It's just, it's letting you know that it's there. <laughs> uh, so let's get into this sip. Mm. Okay, yeah, that's that's easy going. One, yeah, let's, let's get another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is simple. That is very approachable. Uh, I would say this is a malt-forward beer. Just a touch of honey to finish on the end. And, you know, this beer is is neither bitter or sweet. Uh, I mean, I think the honey is a nice complement to the grain that you get in this. And I still get a lot of barley, a little more complex grain notes on it. But it's not hop-driven. It's not overpowered by the honey. It's really well-balanced there. And I think we're getting, like, a more of a medium-sized body. This beer feels lighter compared to the Fluid Station. I think, and that, that makes sense. The Fluid Station was a dessert beer, <laughs> had a lot of adjunct in it. It's going to feel a little heavy as you're uh, bringing it down into the stomach, but this one is really easy going. So I think drinkability on this beer, uh, you could easily finish off a pint of this and have another one. And I mean, I, I think that you wouldn't feel that full compared to the Fluid Station, but let's get on to these ratings. All right, we've got two beers here to discuss, a double beer feature. The ratings, as always, will be 0 to 5. And let's start with the fluid station that we had first. So first and foremost, this beer was as advertised. You know, it was a dessert beer. You you're know what you're getting into when you get into that. I think for me, it was just a little too overdone on the dessert. It was. It just kind of took away from the style of the beer. 
and I think it was a little too in your face and the alcohol bite that I got at the end was not very desirable. So I'm going to give this one a 300 out of five. And I think that's where I'm going to sit with this one. And the next beer, the Honey Blonde Ale, definitely more appreciative of it being a simple beer, definitely fitting the blonde ale mold from a traditional you know, perspective. I think the little bit of touch of honey was a nice, nice little compliment to the beer. And overall, nothing really impressed me, but it was very drinkable. So I'm going to give it a 3.5. So with that, we've got a 3.00 for the Fluid Station, 3.5 for the Honey Blonde, and that's review. All right, beer fans, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate the continued support. Tyler, shout out to you again for giving the recommendation of this style episode. I will keep my eyes peeled for that blonde ale from Fulton in Minneapolis, but I did enjoy drinking both beers with you all today from Sahala and from Central Waters. If you want to go out and find these beers in the wild, the first one, Sahala, is a little smaller. They only have a three-barrel operating system at their helm in the taproom, so you might have to go visit it, and I encourage you to do so. Otherwise, you will probably find some of their stuff in the Milwaukee market. And as far as Central Waters go, they do have a very large distribution, certainly all across Wisconsin and into the greater Midwest. And most recently, I saw they are tapping into some of the Mid-Atlantic and New England states. So New York, New Jersey, Rhode Island, and even Massachusetts. So get out there and get some Central Waters. As always, if you want to give us a like, a follow, a subscribe, a rating, that really helps kind of continue to boost my podcast and get it available to more people for their consumption. If you want to write in just like Tyler did to give me any recommendations on a specific style of beer or a specific beer in, in general that you want to see on the show. Happy to try to accommodate that. You can reach me at buzzedwithbrian at gmail.com. That wraps it up and thanks again everyone. Check out the Instagram, the social media to see next week's beer reviews. Can't wait to get back on the mic here soon. Cheers beers. <laughs>